Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Now, the, this is a time is on the lower axis, mm -hmm. and these are most of the, this like 90% right. are no reaction. These, the distance right. above the axis is the injuries mm -hmm. or deaths. And you can see the lots. And they, you can see the lots, and yeah. they, boom, they boom, plotted boom. it on a, they did it sequentially so they could plot a thing like this. They never thought they'd be discovered. These brilliant mm -hmm. statisticians brought it out. So they're looking at, okay, they're specific manufacturing at, lot groups. So that's, they're so. They're testing the contents for mortality, for right. death. Right and, and tracking so it. If if you once you understand this, you'll you never consider any vaccine at all. Mm -hmm. This is all three companies, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, and Pfizer. And this is Pfizer. They've got the quality control to do this. This is the timeline for the whole trial. Johnson and Johnson is here and here a little bit. Moderna did a lot, but they weren't as organized as Pfizer. Pfizer put all that stuff in in a time sequence and put placebo control, sugar pill control. It jumps well, right out. Yeah, Saline so we'll control. include we'll include the yeah. links to that for the audience that's listening. Um, right and and for for those that you know can't can't see that chart. I just read um, something the other day that the Moderna has a huge jump in myocarditis, myocarditis issues compared to the Pfizer. I I don't know. It's basically I look at things that will show my readers the broader brush strokes. And so I can't follow every single story, but this thing I worked up and it's a it's a it's got a thousand words. It's very easy to read. You look at the charts and Is this one you've already posted on your Substack? I've already posted it, but okay. I re-edited it for my new book, which is Cassandra's Memo, COVID and the Global Psychopaths. Can you imagine? Cassandra was a Trojan princess who Zeus wanted to make it with and she changed her mind after he gave her the ability to see the future. And when she changed her mind, he said that she would never be believed. Uh, You're not familiar with that? I, I'm, I'm not. But. Okay. Well, that's the, Grant knows all about that because he's a classicist. That's not very deep. But uh, anyway, it's we're, correct. Like, we're like Cassandra now. Nobody freaking believes us because they're, they're swallowed by propaganda. And it's called gaslighting. That's a typical yeah. psychopath strategy where you say something that's absolutely wrong to confuse and irritate and, you, you know, make your prey less yeah. strong. That, that phrase, which is very common now and a lot of times actually misused, it's like, no, they're lying to me, they're gaslighting. That's not exactly what gaslighting is. Yeah. It's from an old movie where Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman, I think it's Ingrid, Ingrid Bergman, uh, uh, he is married to her and he wants to find like it's like the family treasure in the attic right and so she keeps hearing moving around in the attic and he's like there's nothing in the attic i wasn't in the attic but then she sees that every time he goes in the attic he turns on their old gas lights which reduces the pressure of gas going through their old lines so she'll be sitting down there and she'll watch her gas light go down because he's turning on upstairs it's like you know flushing right. the toilet right and someone's in the shower and then she realizes he's gaslighting me because the whole movie is no honey no no not and he convinces her and everyone around her that she's crazy despite what she sees so that's what's happening to us today we have 
20 narratives that are absolutely wrong that they're promulgating on us, which I can go into, and this is a psychopath strategy to gaslight people around them. And we've got this hardcore group of 1% of the population of the world that are psychopaths. That doesn't mean they're psychotic. They're not crazy. They are lacking an operating system of normal morals that would govern their behavior. No normal conscience. Relation, no conscience, no, no relationship with people. And the, the easiest marker to, uh, to catch somebody at it is if you have people you know who lie continuously, very glibly lie continuously. Now, there are, there are tests that I can go into about, you know, there are 15 characteristics, but 1% of people are across a bright line. So you can identify them. They're called genetic or, you know, full psychopaths. And then we have another 15% of people who seem to be swept into their orbit, who are following along. They're damaged in various ways because they are exposed to these psychopathic personalities, the gaslighting. But the entire population is being gaslit with all these different narratives. And it just makes me sick that I believed any of this stuff. But if I mean I can I can I can quickly go over that if you want to yeah. do that next. And psychopathy okay. doesn't mean you go non-functional loser. No. A lot of them become very very high functioning well, because they yeah. get people to believe. They're parasites. They don't mm -hmm. do anything creative themselves, but mm -hmm. they they're they're avidly attracted to leadership positions. It's a very mm -hmm. successful strategy mm -hmm. at the top of corporations and government. Explain the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. It's the same thing. It's you know the the I think psychopath is a better word. Psychiatry has developed a thing called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. It's a yellow book. Right. It was entirely written by doctors in the pay of Big Pharma to establish criteria for prescribing drugs. All psych drugs, none of them have been studied using placebo controls. None of them, just like the vaccines, they are entirely, it's entirely unknown where they, whether they help or not. Okay, and they, they, they have tremendous side effects. They're tremendously addictive universally. And they, they cause, some of them cause, you know, we know, suicide and, and murder and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've talked about that yeah. relating to active shooters a lot on this show. Is, uh, the, the majority of them are on SSRIs. Psychotropic. Yep, yep, that's right. So here, here are, you know, my central conceit in this book is that the big problem in the world today is psychopaths. And they are running the show and they are infecting all these other people and they have established this narrative together. And they're conspiring to foist this whole thing on us, which ends up with digital mm -hmm. currency and the freaking reset or whatever mm -hmm. the hell they call it. Call it. Excuse my French. So here, now just think about these narratives for a moment. I want your listeners just to think for a moment whether any of this is true, right? So they've said that COVID was a real disease. Well, it wasn't. It was manufactured in a lab. And it's, it's not a serious problem, really, if the proper therapies were used. They said that the vaccine was a treatment for it. It's not a treatment for it. It's another bioweapon that may kill one in 350 people right away. We don't know what the long-term effects of it are. We do know that it has cut fertility by a full third in Taiwan and some other countries. It's demonic. Okay, so those are the two. They're normalizing this transgender stuff. Who would have mm -hmm. thunk this? Yeah. And I was asleep when it all happened. I couldn't. I mm -hmm. woke up, and I, I'm like Rip Van Winkle. I woke up from a career of ambling along, pretending, playing doctor. And, and five years ago, I started to study it. And two years ago, I got slapped awake about COVID and the, the whole thing. And now they're the, mutilating the, people the, and mutilating children. Yeah, the transgender thing is wild. And, you know, we've, we talk about it a lot on the show. It's, See, it's you getting have me. the kindest uh, adjectives. <laughs> it's wild. It's not wild. Um, it's, well, it's evil. It is evil. It is evil. It's no, evil. and, I, and I, uh, I've, I've, I've 
gotten a tremendous amount of hate because I've simply said over and over again that it is evil to tell children that they're going to be happy on the other side of uh, puberty blockers and double mastectomies. And uh, and just saying that, I've been... Hysterectomies. Att- yeah, I've been attacked. Rearrangement of the clitoris so they can pee through their clitoris, that, mm-hmm. which results sometimes in a white scar when, you know, the same thing as a Muslim... Uh, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, oh they, they, they cease, they cease to have yeah. uh, sexual no orgasms, function. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, and, and I've, yeah. I've said that. I've had detransitioners on the show. 40% of them attempt suicide. There's I mean, a it, lot of states where if you're under 18, you can't get a tattoo, even with parental signature. Yeah. Okay. But you can do preview blockers. So let's yeah. just run over these things. But wait, wait, I just sorry, want to finish sorry, my, sorry. my point and then let's get to that. But uh, this podcast is this? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Um, and I shouldn't I shouldn't interrupt you at all. But um, I think that I'm this is this is um, truly an amazing thing that they're doing here in the evil that they're perpetrating on these kids. And at the same time, what they're doing to the detractors. So the people, including the detransitioners, they're calling the detransitioners grifters. They're telling them that they're only doing it Transition's to make money. Transition is a one way street. Can't you yeah. trans? They are um, they are blasting us on this show as being um, you know full of hate for LGB, LGBTQ they plus you know all of that the gays with yeah. this trend and the gays don't identify many with many of them the are fighting part, back really hard that it's not well some of them do which is wild there's some of the the extreme left um, you know they're they're the ones that that uh, you know they're the the gays that have said that oh you can't call us groomers you know that's an attack and and I've said over and over again wait a second I'm talking about the people that are grooming children yeah. I'm yeah. not even gay, I'm not even gay including and gays in that behavior is based on a biological binary essentialism and trans denies that and yeah. that's that's the root that's the root problem yeah. Okay. So hit your okay, list. Just, okay. They're trying to normalize. Okay. They're trying to normalize pedophilia. I mean, we don't have to comment about that. They I, are using. Okay. I think. The, I think we. I think we should actually, because should. the interesting thing that they're doing with the with the pedophilia. I was explaining this to yeah. a friend of mine who's um, who's more of a middle of the road kind of a guy, and I go, "Oh no, they're moving down the path of normalizing pedophilia." And I go, "Within a within," I, and I said this a while ago uh, that they would they would start to change the terminology, which they've already been doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, calling them minor, minor attracted, attracted persons. persons, and then they're going to they're going to work to make it a sexual preference and and just and they're going to start with saying listen but they don't have to act on it but it is a sexual preference and so you have to be understanding of that it's just it's just something that they've got within them why would god make them that way which is what the slippery slope people talked about and a lot of those um that that's that is the direction that they're taking it and they're slowly trying to move that down the field. Yeah, in the 1970s, the top French post-structuralist theorist Michel Foucault openly argued to reduce or remove the French national law on the age of consent. Yeah. He was very much involved Probably in homosexual years old That's like what the puberty friends. blockers yeah, thing it's, it's is? 14. Uh, that You've already heard them come out and say, you know, with with consent, where we've attacked it, kids cannot make these decisions. And they've, they've said already... Age is just a number, which they're setting up. The people that are perpetrating that on these kids are yeah. setting up for consent laws to be changed all over the place. They're trying to excise the parents. Yes. The, the thing I forgot to say before I launched into this list was the agenda is a psychopathic agenda, and the big agenda is, quote, overpopulation, but it doesn't make any sense because the problem's already been solved. Global birth rates are crashing, 
and the demographics prove that our numbers are going to decline and we're feeding everybody very right. well. I mean, in Africa, the starvation in Africa that was present even 30 years ago with the improved agriculture and everything has crashed. So back to the list of psychopathic agendas. So who would have thought that they would claim that inflating the money made sense, but they're t turning that one on its head. The biggest financial crimes in history are being performed and nobody's raising a hand. They're inciting war, they've thrown up, open our borders to foreign predators, and they've been promoting all these harmful prescription drugs. I mean, at least half these drugs are much more harm than good. They're using federal money to incentivize doctors and hospitals to kill people with COVID. We, you've, you've interviewed people about that. Yep. They promote racism and social strife with this Antifa and the defund the police and all the Black Lives Matter nonsense. They're working actively to forbid gun carry I mean, it's sick. It, that is social stability. They the, the craziest thing is they've gotten everyone persuaded that, quote, carbon is bad for the earth, <laughs> which is an absurdity. I mean, the carbon dioxide levels now in the atmosphere are somewhat over 400 parts per million. And in geologic time, which spans hundreds of millions of years, we are at an all-time low. The, the, the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere a few million years ago was almost at extinction levels, okay? In other words, it's necessary for plant life and that's necessary for animal life. So this is just, it's an absolute reverse of the truth. And this is all gaslighting. It's all just made up well, stuff. Well, 40, 50 years ago, it was the ozone layer, the ozone yeah. hole. And then that closes up. Oh, now it's the carbon dioxide. What's, what's it going to be next? The, the, yeah. Their goal is to get rid of carbon-based life forms, which are all freaking life on Earth. That's just crazy. I mean, they're, they're certainly, I mean, Gates' stated goal in a TED Talk was to reduce the population by 10%, but that really means four-fifths, you know? Yeah, I call them TBLFs, Twitter-based life forms. They live in this kind of digitized social space and then push all these crazy ideas out there. Yeah. It's weird. It's like that, you know, extinction event, that group right there. And I'm like, oh, so human beings should all leave. You go first. Mm -hmm. That's always my response to those people. Well, they just want to get rid of us. Well, yeah, they, they yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's, it's a pre-selected group. Yeah. Right. No, no, you this know, is so feudalism and we have too many serfs to feed. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get rid right. of them. That's right. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that the, the, the use of the word psychopath is the, is the right it's one. The most, it's the most right? apt. And, and here's your, here's your, you know, classicist nerds, Greek, you know, etymology lesson for the day. Ooh, I love Psych, it. Psyche, in Greek means soul, like psychology, psychology is study of the mind, study of the soul. And uh, uh, path, pathe is sick, right? The pathologist studies disease, right? So a psychopath is a diseased soul. It's a diseased mind, however, however you want to frame it, right? And it's, it's the right word. There is, you know, Bible calls it sinfulness. Psychologists call them, you know, psychopath. Anyone can recognize it. No one wants to, you know, have an encounter with those kind of people because they're dangerous, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the right word. That was over the it's top. Exactly Grant. the right word. We're not in your class. We're not. We're not I, trying for. I, an I wasn't suggesting that you tested. were in my class. No, that was awesome. That's that's why I invite him on the shows because I love the classicist part of it. Okay. Well, here's another simple one. Um, the, you know, this this definition of psychopath is not robust. You know, we've got observations. We've got books. I mean, here's some of the names of the books: Snakes and Suits. These are popular books. Without mm -hmm. conscience, The Mask of Sanity. 
but there's a psychopath test. Would you like to take the test? Uh, no, because I might be afraid <laughs> what comes out. <laughs> we well, already know. Yeah, you know, th- this is not. I score well on those things. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't play well with others. <laughs> Doesn't play well with others. But here, here's. I'll just go, run down this stuff, and it's it's not a perfect thing by any means. But the people that are on the other side of the bright line are should you should be able to distinguish them. Although there's a, sort of a, a great. Uh, banality to these people i mean they they don't look any different until you deal with them um so so just think about this the early the easiest thing to identify these people is glib and continuous lying uh but so superficial charm grandiose sense of self-worth pathological lying conning and manipulative lack of remorse or guilt shallow affect uh failure to accept responsibility for actions, uh, need for stimulation, proneness to boredom, parasitic lifestyle, poor behavioral controls, promiscuous sexual behavior, lack of realistic long term these people are just uh sh- many short term marital relationships. So mm. they learn to recognize each other in a crowd. They there are some theories that they start recognizing each other in childhood. And they, they just sort of consider the rest of us chumps. And that's what they're doing right now. They're laughing at how far they've gotten. They've gotten to the point they're killing our children. So, I mean, I don't know. We, we have to stand up. Our feet are in the, dra- in the galleator's mouth. I mean, it's, it's crazy. They, they infect the corporations that they run with their immorality. And the corporations, which are agnostic about human harm, become pathological and they want to create harm. You see? These people want to kill the rest of us. They are, they want to murder. They want to reduce the population, even though there's no rational reason for predatory. all this. They're predatory. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's, that's what my book's about. I go over all the, the truths and the referenced, um, you know, background to these lies. And, uh, you know, and if you understand all that, you don't have to get my book. And as a matter of fact, it's free. Uh, you can download it from, uh, you know, from links that all supply to Bryce. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Well, listen, um, one question uh, that I have, so let's talk about uh, the... um, uh, demonic influence here because i do believe and and you know this is a question for you um dr grant um because i do believe that you know we are again as a you know christian boy here i believe that uh that that's what we're fighting against and Mm -hmm. the coordination of all of these things together without i believe a, a overriding spiritual influence would not be possible in the same way and i believe that that's why so many of us on the conservative side are so um fr- you know fractured um going in so many different directions mm-hmm. where the left seems so in unison it's a juggernaut and, and all of this stuff right 
that book describes mm-hmm. the history of the left and Whitney, what's her name? Whitney Webb. Webb. Um, her thesis is that um, the Democratic Party has been captured by the mob since early in the 20th century. And she started out looking at Epstein, who turns out to be like a middle-level manager for these people. And she gets into the history of it, and she gets into the Rothschilds and the whole thing. So yeah, this there's is a, a two-volume. There's a lot of interesting um, evidence uh, on that. I'm looking forward to actually read this. The, for those of you that are just listening, uh, the book is One Nation Under Blackmail, Volume 1, by Whitney Webb. Right. Mm-hmm. Volume 2 starts with Epstein. This is the earlier yeah, yeah, the sordid union between intelligence and organized crime that gave rise to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah. So she's on yeah. the, the Mercola did a podcast with her, and I believe Kennedy has one too earlier, and they're they're good good introductions. I haven't been through that thing. I'm working on editing, re-editing this. Yeah, well, thank you for the copy. I'm yeah, going to look through it. I'm going to see if I can get her on the show. The real it's ultimate question subject. is why do people, why are there, you know, a particular group of people that have really, really b- practiced this kind of stuff, you know, various kinds of sexual perversion, immorality, you know, doing unspeakable things to children, uh, wanting to, you know, mechanize technology like like the, the SS did with Zyklon B gas, right, to wipe out a large part of a particular population. Why are people doing that? Is it just the money? Is it just the power? Is it just Machiavellian power play? Is it they want to have a lot of money? I don't live in Davos or Bahamas or something like that. Is it because they really think little children are, are appropriate sexual objects? Are they, are they just what, you know, I mean, I'm no Freudian, but what Freud said, human beings are basically a bundle of desires. They're biological desires, the eros desire for, for, uh, for sex and the thanatos desire to die because biologically speaking, you're just a biological organism who is supposed to reproduce and then die so you no longer consume resources. Is it that? Is it something else? And I think it's all those things. But ultimately, yeah, I think, that the, I think, that, I think evil is the word. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think as a human being, you, you're, you're really blind if you're not seeing all of this stuff in a certain kind of way. Yeah. Coordinated would be the word. I don't know if it's I wouldn't say it's centrally planned, but there's a very strange kind of coordination in the timing of all these things. And I would ultimately say that it's demonic, that it's suprahuman, that it's supernatural. It is also very human. These are human actors doing this stuff. These are not little little guys in horn suits, you know, pulling levers like, you know, some evil wizard of Oz. But ultimately, yeah, it's a spiritual, it's ultimately it's a spiritual thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's all of these interests are aligned. And they're yeah. all they are evil yeah. interests that seem to be all going in the same direction. Where I uh, where I see the spiritual component is, you know, I mean, what do the you know the the people who um, you know want to you know trans kids and you know the people that just want to um, you know reduce our population and you know may, uh, how are all of these things always so you know connected? Why do they seem to have these threads in common? Why are these? Yeah. Uh, manifestations of evil so you know related why do these people that are perpetuating these things all believe in all of these same things within these camps yeah and the classic markers of little kids that are going to become the psychopaths and the serial killers and the sociopaths and all those other pathies that they talk about is oh they tortured animals when they're little kids right but these people 
are like, oh, we have to save the animals. We all have to become vegans. You can't even have cheese because it makes the goats sad and so on and so forth. There's a weird kind of reversal of that where they're elevating the natural world that isn't human to a higher level of valuation, which I think comes right out of Romans 1. And out of what? Out of uh, Paul's letter to the Romans, the first chapter of oh. that. He talks about people who reverse the order of creation. They become sexually reversed and... Uh, uh, and they they raise creation to be a thing to be worshipped as opposed to as as opposed to man. So I think a lot of what's happening with this is a desire to erase and efface the divine image of God in man as originally designed. Everybody now is broken and sinful and everything else. But I think you've got these people that go in so all in for this that are so selfish, selfishly, sinfully driven, that they're doing exactly this kind of stuff. I think that that's the ultimate kind of thing that's that's behind Because it's not just the money. It's not just sex. It's not just power. It's it's much, much, much more than that. Yeah. It's It would be like, it would be like nucle- a nuclear-powered submarine and trying to explain that to Sir Isaac Newton in the 18th century. The guy understands steam power, but he doesn't know in, in, internal combustion engine. He doesn't understand submarines, but you try... He's like... What do you mean? There's like, there's what? I mean, he wouldn't understand, it. and that—that's. I think that I think that that's what's happening. And most people look at that and they're like, it's just evil human conspiracy. It is, but I think that there's an ideology, there's a reason for its being that goes beyond that. And I, I think ultimately it's spiritual. Yeah. yeah. Now you're not going to vote your way out of this, though. You should vote. Yeah, we need to vote. We need to, you know, we need to we need to fight to our last man and last breath the evil that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, where, will we be victorious in our lifetimes? Can't think about it. Maybe not, but we have to. We have to go. You know, you have to fight. Mm-hmm. I think we're compelled to have to fight. Yeah. My concern, um, and this is what I, I I believe that people are missing the fact that this is really warfare. Mm-hmm spiritual you know um or otherwise but it is warfare and we're playing it like it's just a game and a lot of people believing that the pendulum will eventually swing back um and i've said it on the show a bunch of times the you know yeah the the pendulum might be swinging back but the fulcrum keeps moving and it's moving you know, in a worse and worse direction, that Overton window, whatever yeah, you want to call no it. Yeah, and that's no longer even a successful metaphor. It's I not, mean, right. It's, it's not. It's this wild race over the cliff of self-destruction. Yeah. Weirdly enough, these are humans that hate humanity. Yeah, so you're not going to get a, a going back to normal. And I no. think that what my concern, and I'm, I'm on one hand thankful that we didn't have a red wave, because I think if we had a red wave, maybe a red tsunami would solve some problems, but a red wave... People would have been, oh, it's swinging back. Okay, we can settle down now. We can relax. But that's not the case because the people who are perpetuating this disorder are continuing to perpetuate the disorder, and they still have so many of the institutions at their beck and call. They own them. And, uh, you know, we just talked on another episode about the, you know, Mm -hmm. central bank digital currency and other Mm -hmm. things that they're going to do to further control and, and tamp down on us as dissidents. Yeah, they have a model, China. Yeah, Ch- China is. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm convinced it's an opportunist, even though it's central. It's an, it's a, it's a spider at the center of the web. But I think that that we are committing Harry carry. And I, you know, these these people that all trained at Harvard, like Klaus Schwab and Kissinger yes. and these jackals. I mean, they're 
they're of one mind about this stuff. So it's a hive mind. Yeah, it's a hive mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they're different. You know, you can talk about the the Gramsci and cultural Marxism. Uh, that's that's not the end goal. That's one of the symptoms. That's one of the methodologies of this kind of anti-humanist, uh, you know, worldview. Right? Germans called it the Weltanschauung, a way that you understand that the world is structured in the way that it functions. And their their goal is a kind of an anti-humanism, except for themselves. Right? They're right. not like, oh, we're going to wipe everybody out and then we're going to kill ourselves. No, that's not going to happen. They're, they're, they're like weird, uninformed Malthusians. Right? They're like Thomas Malthus is like, oh, you know, population is growing faster than we can grow the plant, so people are going to die. But that turned out not to be the case at all. Right? right? And so they still think that there's a resource problem that too many of, you know, the, the, the kind of lumpen proletariat, like these, oh, they're just the low-class people, the people who don't ride in the private jets, they are not producing, they're consuming, and, and, and we need to get rid of those people one way or another. Yeah, we need to get rid of right. most of them because, you know, mm-hmm. they, still, yeah. they still need the, you know, plumbers, and yeah. they still plenty need the, Plenty of them the, are out there know, saying that the maximum population for yeah. the world is 500 million. That's yes. their number. That is. is is a half a billion. So they want to cut it, you know, to one sixteenth of where we're just about where we're at. I think it's about one sixteenth, right? Something they want to because their answer is technology. We have the technology to make all the cool stuff we need. We don't need the people assembling stuff. Right. That's why they're so fascinated with AI, with cybernetics, with uh, the kind of transhumanism of guys like Ray Kurzweil and all the people who think, oh, take enough vitamins and shoot yourself full of this stuff and upload your consciousness to some non-silicon substrate and We'll, we'll have this, you know, eternal, immortal mind that you can constantly replace with cloned parts and everything else. And they're they're really serious about this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, laughable. they're very serious they're, about The intellectual underpinning for that is zero. It, it's ab- we, less we, than zero. We have never, yeah. We, we No one's lived, I think there were people alive at the turn of the century who were the maximum age that our seniors are now, a little over 100. Mm-hmm. So there's a terminus, an end, and that's what life is. You have to yeah. accept it. Yeah. On a long enough timeline... Everyone's survival rate goes to zero. I think that's from zero. Right. One of those websites. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So now, um, Robert, Dr. Yoho, I have to do it. Um, you, uh, you seem so you know, clear on this as evil, and you use the term yeah. demonic and all that stuff, but I know you don't exactly share our no. um, uh, opinions uh, when it comes to faith and, and all of that. Uh, so what animates you to believe in evil and, you know, just out of curiosity? Well, I mean, sometimes religious people think people who aren't religious have no ethical structure. But I do have an ethical structure. It's very similar to yours. And I don't believe you need a religion to produce one. And the other thing that I don't believe is I don't believe anybody's coming to save me. Mm-hmm. So I've got to do it myself. So I'm, I, I, I have to fight because I know... Einstein, I believe, said something to the effect, and I'll butcher this, that uh, once you're given the privilege to know, you have to act. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. So yeah. I mean, it, there's no there's no other choice, and uh, mm-hmm. just like just like that's the reason why you carry a handgun. Nobody's going to come to save you. The cops can't show up in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. You can get victimized. So yeah. mm-hmm. so uh, you, you know that's I I mean I've got a I've got a structure that's robust and it's mm-hmm. it's very similar to yours. Well, I, I I love the moral clarity because I, what's interesting and the reason I asked you that question and kind of set that up is because. Um, 
there are Christians right now um, in some of these churches that lack the moral clarity mm-hmm. on these things, and it and it's and it blows me away. You know, many many of them. Um, are using um, the fact that we do believe that there is a God that ultimately, you know, died to save us and and is in control of this universe, um, but they believe that they should not be fighting, they should not be doing anything, that it's going to go, you know, the way it's going to go anyway, and they're using that as an excuse to, you know, hang back and, you know, not protest these, you know, kids being put on puberty they're, blockers or or the jab or any of that other stuff. Yeah, that, that's yeah. just The thing lunacy. that people underestimate lunacy. is how hypnotized the populace is, and... I see it again and again. I'm friends with a country leader. I thought that he was either bribed or threatened. He wasn't. He was hypnotized. I spent four hours with a guy. Mass formation. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I don't like that. I don't like Matthias Desmet. He he tends to put the the responsibility on some psychological abstraction with psychodynamic theories, which is horseshit. The the, the real problem is the global psychopaths. And these people are, are foisting this stuff on us. So don't don't talk to me about Matthias Desmond or that mass formation. That is, it's nonsense from the start to the finish, in my opinion. And Bregan uncovered how, it, ripped how, the band did, How did they do it? I mean, his theory may be, but, but so how, how are He is the, denying the, the, the fact that this thing Oz is orchestrated. Well, yeah, no, okay, that, that, so I think that's a separate issue. It's how, not he totally to, how, how are they getting people to think the way oh, they're thinking? Oh, well, see... <laughs> Emerson said something to the effect that uh, a man becomes what he thinks about most of the time. And when you, you have control of the mass media, these people are become little barking CNNs. They oh, yeah. use yeah. the same... Oh, you believe same, that because your TV told you to. They, they believe the same paralogical straw man arguments mm-hmm. and all the other nonsense. Yeah. Oh, overnight, they use all the same language. The same overnight. Language. Yeah. 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 And so they've, they've listened to the... Bar- I mean, this, this leader, he watches TV six hours a day. He has three different television sets going. And it's a survival tactic for him because mm-hmm. he has to, he has to watch what's going on in Take America. Uh, but but I mean he and you know for all I know what he's done is rational for his country. But it it makes me sick because he's not in the right camp with well, all. I'm these using issues. the idea of, of of this kind of hypnotic power of rhetoric the way that Orwell uses it in Politics in the English Language in 1984, where if you control the language, you can actually control the thought. And to some extent, I disagree with that, but to a large extent, I do. Right. If you if you say long enough, well, of course, a man can give birth or of course you can just feed. After a while, people are just going to compliantly nod. Yeah. And yeah. so that's the way that I mean it. I'm not talking about it specifically with his psychological yeah. theories because I'm not I'm not interested in that kind of stuff. But I think a large, large number of people just kind of nod and then keep grilling. Right. They just keep. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's their grill. That's what you're saying in in that this they're hypnotized, yeah. you know, and they and they're they're going long and and I think the only way to break that hypnosis is real suffering and I and I'm afraid that yeah. we're we're gonna have we're to get there. Yeah. yeah, Bolshevik revolution. So my my ethical thoughts are other centered. If you're not other centered, what have you? I I believe in kzen praxis and uh, you know individual rights over collective rights. Those are the center of my thinking now. Kaizen is Kaizen is uh, continuous improvement. Praxis is taking action. Grant knew that. I'm not above. Yeah, Grant and, said. and when and when and when Christians Grant's hard to befuddle. And and when See, he just picks it right up. Go ahead. <laughs> when Christians say, "Oh, if you're not a Christian, you can't have a moral ethic," that is so arrogant. First of all, it's unbiblical, right? Right. Bible teaches. Christ teaches very clearly, and the the the, the Jewish rabbis taught that. 
that God builds his law into every human being, and it's there in broken forms because we mess things up. But everybody, I mean, Jesus is not the only person who says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Of course, I mean, these, these things, many of them are universals to greater or lesser extent. Sure. So when Christians say that, oh, you got pagan friends, I don't believe, I can't believe, they have no moral centers, like, what are you talking about? That is utterly foolish and brain dead. Amen. There are plenty of people who are, are Christians who have, as you pointed out, less of an actual functioning moral center and ability to perceive what's going on in the world than plenty of people who don't believe in God or have some other kind of religious I agree 100%. Right? And for Christians to say that is unbelievably arrogant, and it's biblically uninformed. It's typical of the American church, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. Grant's it's friends. It's stupid. I, I, I polled them. I, we, I go out to coffee with them, and I polled them Oh, yeah, on my campus, yeah. He's got these senior faculty friends, and they're all universally Christians, and they, to a man, claim that I'm going to hell. <laughs> it's true, isn't it, Grant? Yes. They, that's what they say. Yeah. Without, I, I, without Jesus. <laughs> I differ. But well, uh, anyway. I, we're I hope gonna... you will be proof right. <laughs> well, we'll see. We have two major tragedies in this country that I take personally, and it's poor health and veganism. Battle both by ordering from my friends at Good Ranchers. 85% of all grass-fed beef is imported from other countries, but because they process it here, they can slap the product of USA label on it. Because of this, over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed. Good Ranchers sells 100% American meat. A Good Ranchers subscription locks in your price to protect you against inflation. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com slash liberty. Every item is steakhouse quality and you can order the finest steaks, seafood, and chicken at half the price of those other online meat guys. And I'll tell you, in direct head-to-head competition in my discriminating household, Good Ranchers just tastes much better. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com slash liberty. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. You, you know, you guys knew Doug Brignoli? Brignoli was a bodybuilder in Pasadena, and he left under a cloud because he left all his investors in the dust. I gave him a lot of money to start a gym, and a lot of other people did too. But he boasted on social media over and over. Now, this is a thread that was carried in Kirsch's Substack, which you may have seen. So I knew this guy, and he kept boasting that he was taking the vaccine, and if he died, then they'd all know it didn't yes, work. Yes, I do know who and he is. So he dropped dead a week after the last, the third shot. He just, yeah. he was found like, down. Like and 60 they or something, refused. right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's young, <laughs> relatively young. I'm not young to you, but young to me. Yeah. But so, you know, I mean, I guess Grant will be laughing at me from heaven, and I, I would will. would not do so. <laughs> when you love I will, people, you don't I'll laugh I'll be at somewhere it. else. Yeah, no, um, no, no I, 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 I'm... I'm curious again. The reason I asked, and, and I did know that about you, and you know, you yeah, and I've yeah. talked about no, it a little okay. bit, but I, I wanted to talk about it on the show because you you seem to at the same time be recognizing the, some of the spiritual components here, oh, or, or I, and know, calling them out. Great, and and it'd so be great I, if I like I could, that. If I could identify with uh, Christianity or or these ideas, because it'd wrap it up in a bow. Yeah. You well, know, well, the story's not always the, the neatest bow. Yeah. But yeah. And the story's not completely but written on you. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. And it's not written on our future at all. And but the psychopath idea 
seems like it, that wraps it up pretty well. I mean, it's the best explanation I've heard of it because everything we're hearing is an inversion of reality. It's a nonsense. It's it's, actually, it's nonsense it's, from head to toe, and so many people have been conned into it. These this climate yeah. thing, it's insane. It's completely all the, insane. Yeah, it's completely. The people don't realize who quote this, you know, all the climate scientists, scientists agree. It's like in medicine, you know, 75% of the funding. That's not what makes something true. 75% of the funding comes from three adulterated sources, right? Mm-hmm. Fauci, the Wellcome Trust in, in Britain, and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, all of whom have agendas. Yeah. And the same thing with the climate science. These guys are all government funded, and the more fuss they kick up and the nonsense yeah. they promote about the polar bears dying and the Arctic melting and every other thing, uh, that is absolutely lie. Lies. Mm-hmm. You, did we talk about the Pacific plastic? Oh, uh, that thing. I, I think we okay. we touched on it on on All one right. of the other shows. But but uh, you know, hit, hit that. The for... island of plastic the size of Texas in the middle of the Pacific mm-hmm. doesn't freaking exist. It's yeah. not there. The stuff sinks. So this is since it's out there where you can't really see it. It's a little too far from shore here. Right. We can't see it. And the the photographs of that stuff were proven to be. Uh, tsunami photographs from Malaysia, you know, because right. you could see the land, you know, there's like little foggy stuff back in the background that was clearly identifiable as land. Well, the polar bears are not, the polar bears are getting, away. Yeah, they're eating well, the, the Inuits. The, they're yeah. so, the biggest, you know, the biggest problem. They're going to be having vineyards in England again because that happened in the Middle yeah. Ages. Pol- polar ice caps are not, mel- the, yeah. it is gaining ground in the sa- southern well, hemisphere. Well, the biggest thing that people need to think about in all of these things, the common thread that they have are activists. And what do those activists mm-hmm. need? They need the problem to continue because if they solve the problem, then you you lose your gig. Yeah. And most of these folks that are animated by these various things that are continuing to be perp- perpetrated, which right. you know the, uh, the environment is one of them. Yeah. There's so much money um, right. being being made by these activist organizations that any kind of practical solutions or any kind of good news or any updated evidence yeah. is not they're going like, to help like them. They're race hustlers. It's like, well, if this goes away, i got to get a real job. Um, yeah. Again, it's the, it's the activist class. Yeah. The activist class all over the place is all in the same boat. And then the hardcore edge of that, the psychopathic people, I would say it's probably a higher percentage than, than you're talking about ultimately – uh, that's that's kind of like a philosophical version of the theological doctrine of sin, the anthropological thing that man was made to be beautiful and glorious and holy and wonderful and everything else, and is now completely broken by selfishness. And man, that's exactly what you're seeing. You can call it any of a number of things, right? You know, a Buddhist would call it well, you know, you're 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 driven by desire, right? So Buddhism, you have to get rid of desire because desire is what's going to make you miserable. But the the fact that so many people don't don't see this clearly is kind of terrifying it's kind of terrifying yeah yeah i i feel um you're a theologian you didn't know it i feel great distress um watching people who again even christians even you know everybody who should know better um who don't don't see you know what's happening at all with any of these things and are you know continuing down you know the path just swallowing all of this stuff up is it normal for a person to run up to a total stranger who's on a phone call and start screaming at them, telling them that they're wrong? Because I do, I mean, I've done so much speaking the last seven weeks, I can't even tell you where I went. I was, the last place I was in was in Seattle about a week ago. 
My wife is in a Borders bookstore. My son calls. He said he had the flu. My wife said, da, 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 you need to do this and that for the flu. And he said, maybe it's a COVID, maybe it's a this or that. My wife said, look, then you get the ivermectin, you do this. Some total stranger with blue hair and a face full of fishing tackle comes running up screaming at my wife. How, you're not a doctor. First of all, how does she know my wife isn't a doctor? She's not, but how right. does she know that? And is she, a, and does it mean that you know everything because you are degreed in some particular area was screaming and you know you know my wife joanne she's just like "Mm -hmm, yeah goodbye right she's you can't phase her with anything this is utterly abnormal behavior she has no idea who this person is who they're talking to or even what they're talking about it's i mean it's it's like mental mental health problems. Yeah, um, I, I it's crazy. I think it's also the fact that civilization, like you know, reached too high a zenith, maybe, <laughs> because when we were a little less civilized, you would never go up to somebody and and get in their business. Yeah, because the, armed society is polite society. Because the confrontation, you know, I mean, and I've I've you know said this uh, before, but. You know, <clears throat> if if you knew that you might be on the end of a fist, if you're if you come up and get in somebody's grill like that, uninvited, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. But there's no consequences to that kind of behavior now. Um, you know, but yeah. there was back in the day where a you know a, a police officer righteously would assess and judge the situation and decline to even intervene if, you know, somebody gave you a, a mouthful of uh, knuckle sandwich. You know, they would say, hey, you should have mind your own business. You know, there was a little bit of an understanding even that if you were going to get up into somebody's face, that was the risk you were taking. Yeah. And and we've we've lost that healthy, you know, kind of just polite... Stay and out of it's my moved business. beyond the, the popular phrase, oh, they're virtue signaling. No, they're vice copping. They're trying to be vice officers. You're wrong. It's like, this is a total stranger. Yeah. This is an adult woman with grandkids. Who are you to tell her what to say or not to say yeah. to her son? You know, Seattle, what are you going to Is say? that your only incident? Huh? Recent, recent? Oh, no, we still, because I, you know, I was in Long Island the week before that. And like half the people have got multiple masks on. It was, I could not believe it. And Joanne's like, you want to go in the city? I've never been in Manhattan. I am not taking you in the city. No way. Long Island was enough. And there were Zeldin signs, 25 to 1 on Hochul out there on, on Long Island. But the city flipped it. You know, they, So they revoted their witch on the broom back in as their governor, just like Whitmer in Michigan. Yeah, no. And, and some, some of those uh, races, although Lee Zeldin was an absolute hero in yeah. what he did for New York as a whole. And he, he brought up a lot of people that you know ended up uh, between that and kind of what happened also here in some of the races here in California or what will allow us to, um, you know, have flipped the house. And so, you know, uh, Zeldin, I think, is the, the real hero. I would have loved to see him as governor of New York. That would have, uh, that would have been tremendous. I don't know how you guys have the bandwidth to look at this. I can't stand it. It's just, you know, I, I look at the analyses after the fact. Yeah. yeah. But you're also, you know, neck deep editing in all away. of this yeah. kind of research, writing, editing stuff. Like, I read a lot of academic stuff. And you made a comment, I think, on, on your blog about how, you know, you did the work of several doctoral dissertations. Well, the, and, I, you, and you did, because I've read a lot of dissertations and I've written two. Okay, I know about that kind of stuff. That's not my field, but I know what research looks like. 
yeah. and what a through line argument looks like and what support looks like. And I also know what mush looks like because I work in the humanities and it's 99.9% mush yeah. about things that don't matter at all. Yeah, well, and, and for what I do, I have to be a generalist on this. And so I have to be paying attention, yeah. enough attention, mm-hmm. you know, so that I can engage in the conversation, yep. you know, with guests and everything else. And I have yeah. to be, you know, paying attention to as much of the big picture as I can. Mm-hmm. But like what you're doing and, you know, doing these deep dives, I mean, that's why I, I love your, I, I love your sub stacks. I mean, yeah. I, I listen to as many of your, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you know, podcast well, episodes as well, you know. Grant, it's, Grant's like an Eskimo that knows too many names, names for snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can talk about it's anything. True. Yes. So how many speaking gigs have you had in the last two months? Every weekend or what is it? Uh, like eight, seven or eight. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah fair amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair amount. Yeah, I did I did a public lecture on Cranmer Thursday night, Saturday Saturday morning I was speaking at a media conference on Christopher Nolan's movie Inception, the ideas of layered consciousness. Uh, before that I was in Seattle, before that I was in New York, before that I can't remember, four or five different places. Um, yeah, I it's I mean, it's a fair amount. Yeah. It's, it's quite a bit. It's strenuous to travel like that. It is, yeah. Joanne goes to me about half the time, which is yeah. a lot more fun. She finds nice restaurants to go to. Oh yeah, well, you your, know, which your is wife's really amazing. Cool, so, yeah. yeah, she's a yeah. she is a personality and a half. I love having two and a half actually. having her around. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. she's great. Well, so in the last uh, few minutes that we have, um, let's you know plug your Substack. Let's uh, okay, thank you. You know, let's hit whatever we can uh, for you as well. And uh, so Substack's a uncensored blog community that has uh, podcasts and mine is robertyoho.substack.com and you can sign up and you can kill it very easily if you get sick of me uh, but uh, go try it for a, a month and see if you like it um, my book is a freebie and it's completing the editing process I mean I, I the, you know going through this material over and over is just agonizing I mean it's just it, I like to forget about it for a while but I can't because I'm correcting the conceptual errors and so thanks well, so I, much I, I love what you do too because you you have been a treasure trove for me personally because you do identify early on people who are who do get it right and people who are kind of bubbling up and are and are talking about you know what needs to be talked about like you um, you, you have a lot of energy to consume all of this which I think is great and then you distill it um, I'm, which a I, yeah, I'm a popularizer I'm a popularizer I have I I yeah. appreciate it, uh, sure. and and you've been a great source for me for some great guests and all that, and I, I appreciate immensely um, because you you're you know kind of doing that uh, you know initial pass through and and you know critically looking at what people are saying. So I, I think it's wonderful, Thank and you. and I I love you know every time your your emails on Substack come out and I I, I do the link, it's great. So people actually open those. Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, just yeah. glance through what he, what he's been up to. You're not in my junk folder. Thank not you. Yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I may be in yours. No, one of my favorite things about about Robert and some of our other friends is that you know, I mean, Robert is intellectually honest and he's trying to figure out, okay, what the heck's going on? Like yeah. you said, he's like, I suddenly woke up. I'd been a doctor all these years, and 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 you know, you tell some stories in there that are that are kind of heartbreaking stories. And, you know, as I was kind of reading through and editing the early versions of Butchered, you know, I'm sitting out in the backyard kind of reading through stuff. And my wife's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, sweetie. Sorry. I'm just I'm really mad because I read another paragraph of yeah. Bob's book, you know, because you just get more and more furious when you see how manipulative and evil a lot of this, this stuff is. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you know, well, and look, this is this is one area in which you and I differ. The more that I see, you know, the the evil that is in society, the more my faith is affirmed. And uh, um, once you start to be red pilled or whatever pilled you want to call it, and you black, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And you start to identify, you know, how much wickedness goes on behind the scenes, and how manipulated we all really are. It's probably and worse than we know. It, it's it's because you you know I think as a you know as a child you know coming up you know you see your parents you trust them you know they are kind of the gods of your universe and then you know you realize that they're flawed and yeah. then you tar- and then you think that the collective is is generally doing good. Um, one of one of the guys that uh, has worked for me for many years and he's also a very good friend um you know canadian guy and you know canadians are always nice right and so they're you know he's thinking that you know that you know hey everything's good and i remember him telling me early on in seeing all this stuff happen that you know the doctors and all stuff should be trusted because they're basically good and why would they be wanting to do wickedness or why would they all be in this together right they're, yeah, they're co-opted. Do no harm. They're co-opted. Yeah. And they're cowardly. Well, and then when I started yeah. to share, like, you know, some of how they were compromised and starting to lay out and he, you know, starting to get him to pay more attention to some of these things. And there was a few, few things that happened to him personally that he started to look at and go, oh, okay, wow. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you were right on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But so many people are just, you know, going along here. But again, my point is, is that it's faith affirming to me to see how it is all as corrupt as it has become. Yeah, I mean, it fits with, you know, the explanation that my view of the world um, features. Yeah, it it fits perfectly. Now, it fits perfectly with a a secular worldview. It does not fit with the secular progressive worldview. It fits with a secular conservative and traditionalist worldview with the traditional kind of Western ethical framework that you have. It fits perfectly with that. But the secular progressives, they have nothing to say, so they keep changing the subject. If you've never read George Orwell's 1984, read it now. You're going to feel like you're, you know, you're reading some, you know, 75-year-old prophecy. Because we're taking, I've got a student reading group doing it now, and they're just like, I kept hearing these phrases my whole life. I had no idea that Orwell wrote this stuff the end of world war ii and it's describing now it is so brilliant it's unbelievable i uh, when he goes at the end of it and just describes you know the uh, language and you know lays all that out i think is the most powerful part of that entire book yeah yeah the lexicographer the guy that controls the ingsoc dictionary you know is is telling winston well you know we're, we're happy with the new edition of the dictionary it's smaller and smaller and smaller because if we can reduce the vocabulary and reduce their use of metaphors and similes and yeah. synecdoches. If we can reduce and reduce that, then we're actually controlling their ability to think. You're reducing their ability to That's think correct. and object to That's what you're correct. doing. So have you guys seen stuff. the photograph of the Bank of International Settlements building? No. It's shaped like a giant boot. You know the quote from <laughs> Orwell yeah. about the boot yeah. stamping on a human face forever. forever. And I can send you that. I photograph. Oh man, you know maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll Put include that in the show notes. We'll include that's that in the show disturbing. notes too. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's a wonderful note. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's as their we, sense of humor. These guys. Yeah, oh, I believe it. So as we finish, we we got uh, your Substack. How do people follow you or pay attention to um, what you're doing? I, you can just put my name on the internet, and all kinds of nefarious things will show up. There are things that I can't believe that are still up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, a transgender um, talk that I did um, almost a year ago. Um, uh, I'm not 
currently running any podcasts or blogs because I'm involved. I mean, I'm working on my seventh book right now, um, which is about uh, early 1400s Florence and the building of the giant cathedral dome there. I've got a number of other books that you can find on Amazon and other other places. I do a lot of travel and uh, speaking. I do have a contract to start a podcast last year, but I've just been so busy that yeah. I haven't done it. But now that I'm done the last big block of travel, I'm not traveling for two or three months. That's terrifying. It You've does. never seen that? Like that no, that's I haven't. Quite yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that is funny. It does look like a so, boot. I do have a contract to do a podcast with a, with a large group that's called True North. They've got five or six podcasters uh, on there. My stuff will start going uh, on there before too much longer. Yeah. Awesome. I've got lots of content backed up. It's just the production end of things is time-consuming when I already have about 11 jobs. Yeah, well, if you uh, really want to get to know you, go and uh, you know attend Master's University, and you'll get there you go. all of it. All right. Well, hey, I love you both, and I'm so glad we were able to do this because we talked about it months ago, and mm-hmm. uh, this was fun for me, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed just, you know, the, the boys talking here. Yeah, it's a good time. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks, Grant. All Thanks, right. Thank Thanks, you. Bryce. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.